Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. We hope it encourages you to live and love like Jesus. Would you join me as we pray? Oh God, we give you thanks for the gift of the day and the gift of this place, a place where we can come together in fellowship and worship, a chance to learn more about who it is you are and who you are calling us to be. We pray that you would move among us now, that you would quiet our minds, open our hearts, that the words of my mouth would not be my own, but that they would be your words for your church today. We pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. So another Advent season, another Christmas Eve, another Christmas Day in the books, right? Four weeks of long, busy days for many of us. Pastors are certainly not the only ones, but it's no secret that that for us as pastors, it can feel overwhelming and exhausting at times during Advent. And so in 2018, I chose to shift my perspective during the season, a shift that allows me to fully live into my calling as a pastor while still celebrating the season and what it means. And so the way that I do that is I embrace the 12 days of Christmas. I allow myself to celebrate and to rest from Christmas until Epiphany, which is on January the 6th. And so what that means for me, and probably many of you, is that decorations stay up, Christmas carols still play, Christmas movies are still watched. There are many naps that are taken and books that are read. How many of you are still doing these things? Anyone? Okay, I see some brave hands. And so we know about this song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, but did you know that it's actually a real season? It's a real season with a name. It's called Christmastide. It's a time when we celebrate the birth of Christ, the true gift of Christmas, And so the most important thing that I do in these days is to revel in that gift that begins on Christmas and continues. As my mom likes to say, it's not a day, it's a season. It's a season. And so I started thinking about all of this over the past few weeks and how it connects with the idea of covenant, our covenant relationship with God, especially as we begin a new year. And so Those verses from Romans chapter 12 that Pam and Robbie reflected on so well, my thanks to both of them for doing that this morning, those verses point us to that idea. In chapter 12 of Romans, it begins a few chapters of Paul considering what the righteousness of God looks like in our day-to-day life as Christians. Right before this, at the end of chapter 11, if you look at those verses, he's describing God's mercy and what that looks like. And so then what is our response to that? What is our response to that mercy? And so what he says is, with God's help, we are called to give ourselves wholly and continually to God. Some translations say that we're meant to be a living sacrifice. And so we are to take our everyday, ordinary lives and offer them to God, embracing all that God does for us. But Paul cautions us that we be careful to not conform to the patterns of the world that we see around us to fit in without thinking about what we're doing, but instead he encourages us to be transformed, to be changed from the inside out as we renew our minds. 
And so the way that that happens is we turn our attention then to God. We begin to recognize God's purpose for us, and then we respond to it. In the world, our culture around us, our society will always drag us down. I think we all know that to be true, but God brings the best out of us. And so this illustrates what it means to be in covenant. As we read through Scripture, as we read through the Bible, a covenant is something that's always initiated by God and then adopted by people in lived response. And so we as humans are intended to be expressions of God's holiness in our lives. What we do with the gifts that God gives us are a reflection of our faithfulness to our covenant with God. And the gifts that we have are numerous. We have things like talents and money and time. God gives us our families and our friends, our jobs and our health. But above all, the gift that we celebrate now is Jesus. And I don't know about you, but it can be challenging for me to to really focus on that gift with the attention that it deserves in the weeks right before Christmas. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Christmas. I love it. I love everything about it. The lights, the movies, the pajamas, all of it. But it's full of things that can distract us. And so it's been helpful for me to take these 12 days to be quiet, to be still, to spend time resting and reflecting. And it's then that I can be reminded of and amazed by, once again, the vastness of God's love for me, sent in a tiny baby, and discern where God may be leading me in the year to come. You can probably tell by the shirt that I'm wearing that I'm a fan of Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas came out a long time ago, in 1965, but it's still popular. It's still successful. And I think the reason for that is because it's true to life in its message. Charlie Brown is dealing with seasonal affective disorder. He's frustrated about consumerism, and so he's trying to set a mood, to set a holiday mood. And so in his final act of desperation, he goes out with his blanket-toting comrade, Linus, to buy a tree. And he proudly returns with the, the crummiest, most pitiful tree there is, only to be insulted by all of his friends. And so he cries out, Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? And his trusty sidekick Linus responds, we've probably all seen it, quoting Luke's gospel. An awesome, unexpected moment of grace because Linus had found Christmas. He had found Christmas and he didn't want Charlie Brown to miss it. And friends, that's our task. That's our task is to share that same hope that same love with the world. Now, our witness is far more effective when we share our good news with great joy, right? Well, Charlie Brown, he says, I don't understand Christmas. I'm in sad shape. And he has no joy. And Linus basically tells him to snap out of it. But if we really believe that Jesus is who he says he is, if we really believe that salvation is real, then that joy should show on our faces. Because our real testimonies about Jesus can have a tremendous impact on other people. 
The gift of Jesus is for us, yes, that's true, but we are then sent into a broken world to both tell the great story of God's love, but also to live that story. Christmas confronts the pattern of cynicism that we find in our world, to which we should not conform. Christmas has the insistence that God has not abandoned us that hope is real, that we can live alternative rhythms showing something better than stress and tension and exhaustion. It shows us that we can partner with Jesus in the work that he's still doing, fighting injustice and carrying hope to our community. The coming of Jesus means that God is with us, and sometimes it's hard to see evidence of that in the midst of sorrow and suffering. But we are the something that God uses to make a difference. We are the evidence that the Messiah is present with us. And so hope and restoration and forgiveness, compassion, the sheer generosity of God, this is what people need, what they need to see and know and trust. And this is a living story calling us to enter it again and again and to receive a gift that is tagged with our name. Approaching Jesus in the manger is about peace. It's about transformation. And the good news is that Christ's birth is an announcement of hope, a sign of God's abundant grace because God is indeed with us. God is with us. And that is what Christmas is all about. And so tomorrow begins a new year. It begins a new year that's full of possibility, and the miracle of Christmas means that the love of God is made incarnate in ways and in places that we weren't expecting. And so has Christmas changed us at all this year? Have our eyes been opened to the love of God made flesh And so maybe this year we could rethink the idea of resolutions and instead consider faithful intentions. Faithful intentions, because that's what this covenant service is all about. It's about repenting and gaining focus and clarity and recommitting our lives that we can really resolve, that we can covenant to let God surprise us, that we will be ready to encounter the holy whenever and wherever it shows up. If you're familiar with the story of a Christmas carol, at the very end, after Scrooge has gone through his own transformation, he says, I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. So what if we did that? What if we let the spirit of Christmas stay? What if we let it live within us as we honor and embrace its true meaning? Let that be our prayer, that we might keep Christmas well all year long. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. You are invited to worship with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website, mysumc.org. Have a blessed day.